I'm Emma G. Rose. I'm Shell Shearer. We're indie authors. And this is Indie Book Talk. Hello and welcome back to Indie Book Talk. Today we have Eleanor Wagner, who is the founder of the Lady Ghostbusters and the author of Deep Breath, Sussex County Hauntings and Other Strange Phenomena. <laughs> Sussex County Hauntings and Other Strange Phenom- Phenom- Phenomena. I can say that word. Phenomena. <laughs> oh, no, no, I've got the Muppet song in my head. <laughs> That's never say a bad that three thing. times fast. <laughs> if we say that three times fast, will a ghost appear? Yeah. Wishful thinking. Welcome. Thank so you. So I have questions. Now, now that I've got Muppets in my head, we'll, we'll ignore that. So <laughs> you, you mentioned that there was a reason for the long title when we were having our little pre-chat. So could you tell us why you chose that title? Sure. Well, Sussex County is where I live, and the book is about hauntings, obviously, ghostly hauntings that have happened to me and other people in the community. I added the other strange phenomena part to the chapters because when I was writing the first book, people were contacting me with their Bigfoot stories in Sussex County and their UFO stories in Sussex County. And they Mm. were so good, I had to add in other strange phenomena in order for it to fit the title. (laughs) Okay. Sub-question. Where is Sussex County? Sussex County is in New Jersey. Oh, okay. Although, ironically ironically enough, there are other Sussex counties around the country because somebody had contacted me that her director had said, oh, you wrote a book on Sussex County hauntings and we would love for you to present at our library. And I was like, oh, that's great. And then she tells me our library is in Frankfurt and Frankfurt's the next town over from where I live. So I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm, thinking I'm talking to somebody that lives nearby and we arranged this whole thing six months in advance and the week before I contact her to confirm everything and I noticed that the area code on her phone number is not the same as mine I'm going there's something weird about this so when I when I contact her she's like I'm in Sussex County in Delaware and I'm like okay (laughs) (laughs) I'm in Sussex County New Jersey and and she's in Frankfurt and I live the next town over from Frankfurt in New Jersey so you got to be real careful about stuff like that because it could be on the other side of the world and you wouldn't even know it. <laughs> well, I, I immediately think of England when I hear Sussex County. So okay, that's see? why I was like, okay, where where is this Sussex County we're going to talk about today? So are you taking other people's stories? Have they written them or have you sort of ghostwritten based on what they've told you? Exactly. I've interviewed them and I've written their stories in the books. Yeah. What I like to do is I, I like say the books are about the landscape of life and then the endurance of the souls that live there. So Hmm. I like to tell the people about the history of the landscape. I like to tell them if I'm writing about a specific town, let's just say it's my town, Wantage. I used to own um, an antique shop that was haunted. So when I wrote that story, I like to tell people about Sussex background. And then if I have some history on the building that I'm writing about, I like to share that as well. So I can put them right into that, that story. And then I tell them about the ghostly accounts that happened to me and the tenants that lived in that building. And then if I'm able to bring in my paranormal team to do an investigation, then I can always write about what we've experienced as a team in that same location. So sidebar, she also created the lady Ghostbusters team. (laughs) So yeah. 
that actually fell into my lap. I mean, I was writing the first book and, you know, one interview led me to another interview and so on. And I was speaking to the president of this mine called the Sterling Hill Mine in Ogdensburg, New Jersey. And he's a scientist and he's telling me, uh, you know, I'm not supposed to believe in all this stuff, but I can't explain what happens to us in this building. He said, I would love it if you came with your paranormal team and checked out our old buildings and we'll take you into the mine as well. And I jumped at that chance. I was like, oh, great. Thanks. And then I'm going, oh my God, I don't have a team. Where am I going to get a team from? <laughs> so I literally had to get one together. And girlfriends of mine always go away on weekends to different haunted places to do little investigations. And so we come in contact with people over time that are in the paranormal industry. So I reached out to a couple of them. And then I reached out to some people that I had interviewed in the book that are women that are very sensitive and gifted in that respect and asked them if they wanted to join in on this adventure with me. And that's how the team was initially established. It's grown since then, but it, it really started with just a handful of people that I had interviewed and that I had worked with in the past. Have you read, this is this is fiction as far as I know, but have you read What She Inherits by Diane V. Mulligan? I have not. It's very interesting because the main character believes that there is a ghostly presence perhaps and gets the help of Ghostbuster types to come help her figure out what's going on. And so it immediately reminded me of your group. It's probably completely different, but it's a good book. No, it's that's exactly what we do. I mean, ever since I started writing the books where I was seeking out people to tell me their stories, I now have people emailing me with their stories and emailing me footage that they've gotten off their security cameras or something that they've recorded because it just kept happening and they put their phone on record and that sort of thing. People have taken pictures and they'll send them to me and they'll go, do you think this is paranormal? And so I'll, I'll analyze it and I'll send it to other team members and see what they think. And if they give us the opportunity to come into their location with a team, then we go in and it ultimately ends up becoming a story in, in one of my books. I've developed folders for different counties because it was only supposed to be Sussex <laughs> County. And the next thing I knew, I'm working on book I'm working on book three for Sussex County. And I've already already written Warren County Hauntings, which is a totally different um, county. And I've got folders for like five other counties in the area that'll eventually be in books too. So <laughs> This is a deep mine that you can work with. This is just New Jersey. <laughs> Not sure I'm going to New Jersey anytime soon. That's fine. <laughs> oh, we all knew New Jersey was haunted. Yeah, you know what, ladies? You don't. It, every every place is haunted. It doesn't have to just be New Jersey. You know, it's there. Every place is haunted. <laughs> so even before you wrote the the story, the books about the stories of the area, you also wrote a paranormal romance. I did. That was my thing. I, I write children's stories and I write um, paranormal uh, Those are vastly stories. different things. They, they really, well, I, went, I went to school to write for children, believe it or not. And so that's where that came from. But I've always been a horror um, nut. I've always loved Stephen King, John Saul, Dean Koontz. Those were the books that I grew up with. So that's where my heart really was when I was writing stories. So the first book I wrote is Paranormal horror romance and that takes place in Sussex County where I live ironically enough and I was writing my second one when I got distracted and diverted and it went in a totally different direction about writing the ghost stories in my community. I love Cape May, New Jersey which is extremely haunted and every time we visit I buy the latest book on hauntings and I know every place is haunted and everybody likes a good ghost story. You don't have to live there to appreciate them. And so I kind of got my 
my idea off of the Cape May books because what they do is they take a location and tell you about its hauntings. And that was kind of what I loved about it. So I said I was going to do the same thing with Sussex County. And that's how they started. I also put in pictures for people to look at the location. So historic-wise, they love to see the old buildings. But if there's paranormal footage that I've got, I put that in the books as well. But I put that on the um, the website as well so that they can actually watch the video and listen to the audio about the stuff that they read that's happening in the books in each chapter. How did you put the word out that you were looking for these stories? Social media has been the outlet that I've used. I just get on there and I tell them that I'm a local and I'm writing a book about hauntings and would you like to share your story? And my phone didn't stop dinging for weeks after that first post. Now, (laughs) after having written that first book in 2019, people know who I am. And when they see my name, they are immediately ready to, to respond and reach out to me. And those other strange phenomena chapters have been great for the other books because I was able to write about not so ghostly things that are interesting as well. Like in the second book, I wrote about visits um, people have with their deceased loved ones. And then um, when people are with their loved ones at their time of death, those are very poignant stories to write about. That's in the second book. And then in the Warren County Hauntings one, I did chapters on near-death experiences, which are amazing to hear stories like that from people who have died and what they experienced and how it changed their lives when they came back. I don't think we've ever had someone on that um, sort of interviews people for their book. What kind of, do you get them to sign releases? I mean, how does that all work? What What do you do? Well, their name, if they want me to print their name in the story, I always ask them, am I allowed to your, use your name? And if they choose for me to change their name, I'll do so. Um, most of the time they want their name in the book. So obviously they're, they're in the story. So when I'm writing the story, I'll say, John Smith, who lives in, town of wantage in the year 2019 experienced such and such and i'll go into telling the tale of what happened to them do they approve it before it's printed this is just curiosity of how the process works of getting it from the story to the book not necessarily the only the the only ones that i actually ask to look it over are the more intricate ones with an extremely large amount of detail that I want to make sure I've gotten exactly right. Um, Especially if I'm dealing with elderly people, some of the stories are uh, uh, from elderly people who've been around for a while and um, I wanna just make sure I got it right. So oftentimes I'll let them have a look at it before it goes to print. But I'm working with them when I'm working on the chapter. So I've already taken notes when I've talked to them on, on the phone. And then when I'm going into the chapter and I'm working on, if I need clarification about something, we're constantly working with one another. So 99% of the time they won't see it until the book comes out. Uh, but there are a sec- select few that I will send something for them to look over and just make sure I got the order of things right and certain names and, and things just as they would like it to be. So you mentioned that you went to school to write children's books and that you had previously owned Yes. And a haunted antique shop. So do you have a non-writing slash ghostbusting real life job or are you just living the dream as a lady ghostbuster? (laughs) I'm a kindergarten aide by day and a paranormal investigator by night. (laughs) That's awesome. That's like a book all by itself. I was going to say, there you go. (laughs) 
I've been, I've been, I've been in kindergarten for 17 years and I used to be a children's party clown for over 30 years so that I could oh actually my stay gosh. home with my kids. <laughs> <laughs> I was Penny Whistle the Clown. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm sure you've heard of Stephen King's Penny Wise the Clown. Oh, yes. And I told you that I, 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 lo I love Stephen King. Well, when I was creating my clown, I made it Penny Whistle. So it's kind of like the good clown. <laughs> now, did any of the kids ever catch on to that? Because I feel as a kid, no. I would know that. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Maybe, you know, no, none of them ever did. The parents, yeah, because, you know, I mean, a lot of them were around the same age that I was. So, mm -hmm. you know, they grew up with Stephen King. Maybe now, more recently, with this new one that came out in the last few years, it would have been different. But for all those years that I did The Clown, it was just the adult parents that kind of maybe thought it was possible connection. And, and I confirmed that it was. <laughs> But that was about it. That's awesome. So now that you have so much coming in for the the stories, are you going to go back to doing children's books at all or other paranormal romance? Or are you going to just focus on these now? Well, at that point, I had I had never written, I, I never published a children's book. But I do have a children's book series, which is a second grade reader series, which was completed in 2015 and was with the publisher and just was not going anywhere at that point. They, they were, it was stagnant. So I took back uh, the rights to all my books and ended up publishing the haunting series uh, independently. And so when I got my paranormal romance back from the publisher, I republished that independently as well. So my children's series is with an illustrator right now. And I'm hoping to have it completed at least the first book by Christmas because it's about a precocious little girl and her friends. And in each book, there's a different topic and I have six already written. So once that first one goes, I'm hoping that the illustrator who I absolutely adore will stick it out with me and, you know, go on this journey with me with the children's books. You are keeping yourself busy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I started back up at, uh, at 50 years old. My kids were full grown and, a friend of mine lit the fire under my ass and I haven't stopped since. I just keep on going. It's like the, uh, excellent the energizer bunny. That's what you do. <laughs> wait, 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 whoa, whoa. There's a story there. So the friend lit the fire under your ass. What happened? What did they do? Okay. So we were, we were, social media has been, it has its ups and downs, right? Mm -hmm. It reconnected me with high school and grammar school friends. And I was talking to a high school friend of mine and he had published a book with a publisher and I was, thrilled at the same time as I was envious because, you know, here he was and he did it and, and it, it got published. And I had this book in the closet since the nineties, I hadn't done anything with. So I confessed it to him and he said, get that shit out of the closet, take that out, <laughs> polish it up and send it to my publisher. And I was like, Oh no, because I'd gone through all those years of rejection letter, rejection letter. And that was my baby. And I really just didn't want to do that because I was afraid it was going to be rejected. But I finally said, you know what? I'm going to have regrets if I don't. So I did. I took it out of the closet, polished up those first three chapters, sent it into the publisher. They came back, wanted to read the manuscript, and they ended up publishing it for me. So that was my first experience. I had been with a, a traditional publisher. They were a small publishing firm, but they were a traditional publisher. The one thing I had learned in school was if somebody wants to publish your book, you shouldn't have to dish out a dime of your own money. And I knew that. 
So when I got the contract and it didn't say I had to lay out any money, I knew it was legit. I was like, okay, <laughs> this is good. <laughs> and who is your publisher? They they were Whimsical Publishing. They're a small publishing firm. But and everything went great that first year. But then the second year, I wasn't getting checks anymore. And I was doing all of this marketing. And if it wasn't for a fan reaching out to me, and this is after the, the Hauntings books, because I released the Hauntings books on my own. I didn't send them to the publisher because... I was iffy at that point. They were sitting on my children's series. I had signed the contract and I was just like getting a little confused about like, well, what's going on? The first year was great. Now all of a sudden, you know, I'm not getting any checks in the mail. So um, a fan had reached out to me and she said, I loved your haunting series. They're so great. And I saw that you wrote this, this dream, a little dream paranormal romance. And I want to read it, but Amazon keeps on telling me it's out of stock. So I called up Amazon and said, like, what's the deal? And they said, your publisher's not replenishing the supply of books. Mm. So now I was on this adventure of trying to get in touch with the publisher and get a, a response to them as to why they weren't resupplying my books to Amazon. So I wasn't getting a response from them. So I contacted all of the authors on their website. I just kept sending emails out to them because they have their contact information on the website. So I said, this is what's been happening to me. Has it been happening to you? And I'm pretty sure there's like 30 or 40 at the time. And out of all of them, all of them, but one was having issues with the publisher. Mm. So I'm like, well, wow. something, something's wrong. I don't even remember how it was that I actually got through somebody who got me through somebody that I finally got a response. But I said, you know, this is ridiculous. It's been months now that I've been trying to reach you and haven't gotten any response. I'm done. I want the rights to my books back. And that was the children's book and the dream book. And they knew they really, I really had them, you know, by the balls is the way I'm going to put it, because they really, they really had no argument at that point, because I, I was right. And so they didn't give me an argument, they just wrote it all back over to me. And so once I had um, those books back in, in, in under my own guidance, I went and republished them independently. And I haven't looked back since I mean, I've had a great experience doing it independently. I mean, I was doing half the marketing myself anyway, before I mean, yeah, they did have me on right. different, different platforms. But really, I was doing it all myself. And, mm -hmm. and I felt like, you know, what's the point? So now I'm in control. And I, I just like it that way better. Exactly. So what have you found to be the most effective marketing tool for you? Oh, my gosh, there really are so many. But social media is definitely the way to go because I, from behind my computer, I can sit here and I'll make sure I go to all the sites and post what I need to post to get my, my word out there. I mean, I'm not going to say that, you know, podcasts haven't helped because they do. Every time somebody says, would you like to come on? I do because it's, you know, more exposure for me to tell you about me as an author and what I write. And if people like ghost stories, everybody likes a ghost story, then they'll, <laughs> they'll check mine out. I mean, I have uh, great ratings. And that's, I think, really important for an author to have those reviews and, and have them be good because I know I personally look at them myself. So mm -hmm. I really respect when somebody leaves a review because I am very anal about that myself. Whenever I read a book, I review it. I just think it's my right and my duty, you know what I mean, to do that for the author. And so I feel like that's probably... The most important thing for an author to help them sell a book is the positive reviews that you get. And then social media to get your word out there is just phenomenal. 
So we want to make sure that, uh, Eleanor, you get out there where people can find you and best way to get in touch with you if they want to. Terrific. I really appreciate that. My website is authoreleanorwagner.com. If you'd like to send me your story, because I am writing chapters on ghost stories around the country and ghost stories around the world. So now's the time to reach out to me at authoreleanorwagner at gmail.com. And if you like podcasts, you can come and listen to some interesting people on Eleanor Wagner's Strange and Scary World out of the Paranormal UK radio network or wherever you get your podcasts. Fantastic. And don't forget the, the book Sussex County Hauntings and Other Strange Phenomena. which now has the Muppet song back in my head. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. (laughs) 